listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Yesterday, we talked about uh, what it takes to walk in the miracle ministry, uh, see the gifts of the Spirit and manifestation, the power of God moving in your life and in your church. If you missed that one, definitely go back, watch, or listen on the podcast. Um, but today we're going to continue on. My father's going to be teaching again on the power of the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, one of the things that we're going to touch on today is, um, as my father mentioned yesterday, is many people don't understand the difference between the working of miracles, and the gifts of healings. Um, Many people think they're the same thing or that they operate and function in the same way. They don't. And uh, so that'll be one of the things we touch on today. But, you know, the gifts of the Spirit, number one, they're they're so uh, infrequently taught on in the body of Christ. And that could be because so few people are actually operating in them to be able to teach on them. But my father's got a new book that's going to be coming out very soon, uh, in a series of books, but this one's entitled The Camels Are Coming, and uh, it's going to be something you will not want to miss. We're going to be having it not only available uh, in a hard format, but on the ebook version as well, so that you get, wherever you are around the world, you can get a copy of that, and you'll want to get a copy of that uh, to get this revelation. Love you, Jade, in South Africa. Um, get this revelation on the gifts of the Spirit. So, Your nephew, I mean, your nephew, my nephew, your cousin Jonathan, he's already pre-sold a hundred and some copies. He called me the other day, said, let's get that book now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Jessica Sell said, I'm excited for that book. That's exactly right. People need the revelation of the gifts of the spirit. It's something that Jesus used to uh, prove that he was the son of God, the Messiah, the miracle signs and wonders that he did. It's what the apostles used to prove that Jesus was still alive. Uh, The Apostle Paul used it to see conversions. My father dealt with that yesterday. In fact, uh, maybe you could talk about this, Dad, because you, maybe we'll transition here, because uh, yesterday you talked about the fact that Paul said, uh, I I have fully preached the gospel. In Romans, yeah. And there, there was actually, if you look at this, you can go from seeing Paul's understanding develop about the power of God and the gifts of the Spirit For example, if you look at his least impactful or least effective attempt at conversion that he ever had, it was in Athens when he went in and started to debate the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers. And the Bible says uh, some of them said he was crazy. Some of them said, we'll hear you again on this matter. And only a few believed, only a few. And I think at that moment, he realized that all of the knowledge that he built up through the years sitting at the feet of Gamaliel, being a very learned man. Human wisdom doesn't bring people into the kingdom of God. Human wisdom is not the tool we use to do the work of the kingdom. So then he gets over teaching the Corinthians in Greece, and he says in 1 Corinthians 2, 4, when I came to you, I didn't come with the enticing words of man's wisdom, but I came in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. So that your faith, watch this, would not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, he learned the lesson. If I use the wisdom of men, it doesn't produce any results. Power of God, and then you see revival and miracle signs and wonders break loose. 
And so that's what you're dealing with when you say, I fully preached the gospel, I'm sure. Signs, wonders are the proof of the gospel. Now, when we think of ministry, we're thinking about people. Sure. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And then, because he loved the world, he gave the Holy Spirit. And he said, now that you've received the Spirit, you shall be my witnesses. Notice that word witness there. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. It takes the Holy Spirit to minister to people. Otherwise, Jesus would not have told them to tarry and wait in Jerusalem until they received mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. All ministry is focused towards souls. That means when Jesus came, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. His ministry of coming was to find the lost and to save them. When the Holy Spirit was given, it was to empower us to reach them with the power of God. Now, I say that because there are many denominations. They believe in salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ, and certainly we do believe in what Jesus did on the cross. But if you have not received the mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit, then you do not have the ability or the strength that it's going to take to reach our world, especially with all of this swirling of confusion. And we talked a little bit about chaos yesterday, and God's not the author of confusion. Right. What the gifts of the Holy Spirit do, they cut through all of that religious hierarchy. See, Jesus, and I said this yesterday, but I want to repeat it, Jesus had to rebuke the Pharisees mm -hmm. because what they taught made the word of God so that it would not work. Mm -hmm. And he even rebuked them. And we talked about you receive an instruction, you obey that instruction, God then begins to manifest through your life that work of the Holy Spirit. There might need to be correction. We dealt with that yesterday. I told the story of Brother Hagin, how he kindly made a correction. And then uh, a young man that I flew down there with God opened his, uh, his blind eye, his left side, and his deaf ear on the left side. And the boy had only been saved for a few months. Mm -hmm. Correction. But then we have that area of validation. Mm -hmm. God confirms. That's what my son just said. He confirms his word with signs following. But it takes the anointing of the Holy Spirit to operate. In a miracle ministry, a ministry of healing. And so the first qualification, and I like to say it that way, mm -hmm. is you must be saved. Yes. Even the seven sons of Sceva, they thought, well, we're going to do like Paul did. But they didn't have the same relationship that Paul had with Christ. And the devils even knew it. Think about that. The Bible says Ted, devils, they, they understand this. They know, they fear, they tremble. 
They're afraid of the anointing in you and I. Mm-hmm. And I've had many experiences when um, the anointing would be on us and we'd go maybe after service out for some refreshment and people would literally get up and run <laughs> and run out of the restaurant. You may have been with me a couple of times. I remember one time you were with me and the, the guy fell on the floor and he was writhing on the ground. See, the devil understands what a lot of church folks don't understand, mm-hmm. and that is the anointing of God's power. Look, from Zurich, Switzerland, my old friend. Mario God Vargas. bless you. Good to see you, Mario. And uh, the devil <laughs> understands that. That's right. From the big island, yeah. I love the fact that people can watch all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there is an anointing. Now, I see, is that, yeah, Sharon uh, Motley, Sharon Jones Motley. Sister Sharon uh, can tell you several times that we've been at their ministry and ministered and things would manifest. Devils would come out because they had an atmosphere there. Her and her dear husband, Pastor Bill, they've been faithful to preach the word, preach the word, but God can't confirm Anything except for, let me say that again. God cannot confirm anything except for his word. Mm -hmm. He honors this word above his name. Hello, Bonnie McCoy. God bless her. God honors his word above his name. Now, I want to get a little bit over here for a minute to get over here. There are some people that don't understand on one side of this ministry. The only reason, the only reason that Jesus came was to destroy every work of Satan. For this purpose. That's right. Was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. We're talking about the things of the spirit, but right in dynamic polarization to that is the works of the devil. But the things of the spirit always overcome, destroy, obliterate the works of the devil. Mm -hmm. And that's what Acts chapter 10 verse 38 shows us. I use that as a foundation text when I teach on healing and miracles. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost Mm -hmm. and with power. And then how he, Jesus, went about doing good. Healing's a good thing. Yes. Miracles are a good thing. Amen. I'll never forget years ago, I was invited to a Baptist church in Virginia Beach. And... One of the board members there had been a coach of my football team when he used to live up Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania. And his son and I played on the football team. And um, he occasionally would go to my dad's church. But when he moved to Virginia Beach because of his job, he started going to a Baptist church. Now the pastor uh, had graduated from Liberty University, at that time Jerry Falwell's school. So I get a call from the gentleman. He said, my pastor would like to meet you. His first name was Sonny, the pastor. 
And um, I went up to the church, Kempsville, the Baptist church there, and sat down in his office. He said, and I, I won't call the man by his name, but he said, so-and-so tells me that you have a great ministry to get people saved and you pray for the sick. I said, yeah, that's true, sir. Well, he said, you know, I'm a Baptist. So he said, if I have you to come hold a meeting, I don't want you to uh, uh, speak in tongues or try to get the people filled with the Holy Ghost. He said this to me. I said, I understand. And then he said, and when it comes time to pray for the sick, then he said, um, I will oversee that. But when he said he was going to oversee it, I felt like saying, hello, Holy Spirit, how you right. doing? <laughs> because the Bible says all these gifts work severally as the Spirit wills, mm -hmm. not man, but the Spirit of God. You can't oversee the Spirit of God, but he can help you to oversee the work of God. There's a big difference. Well, <laughs> so... I said, do you believe, and I, I had a friend, Lynn Sandy, who was Jerry Falwell's bodyguard at one time, and I knew some things, and I said, do you believe, <laughs> let me tell you a funny story. One time someone tried to take a shot at Jerry, and he turned to Lynn, he said, get him, and I don't even care if you pray in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, uh, I said, do you believe in casting out devils? Well, we had been at loggerheads over healing and praying for the sick and tongues, I think he got excited. There was one thing he could agree on. He said, yeah, I believe in casting out devils. I said, oh, praise the Lord. I said, brother, Pastor Sonny, do you believe people that speak with tongues are demon-possessed? He bowed his head. He said, yeah, yeah, we, we believe that. I said, well, I speak with tongues. You believe in casting out devils. Come around the desk and cast the devil out of me. And when I said that, he started crying. He said, well, maybe I don't believe it. See, sometimes, talking about being over here, trying to get people to the middle of the road, some people, they don't understand it is the work solely of the Holy Spirit. Man has nothing to do with it. And so a lot of times people come out of these Bible training centers and they come out of uh, Bible colleges and so forth, and they got the head knowledge, but they don't have the evidence and I'm going to get back to that. These signs shall follow them that believe. The word signs or simian, it means wonders or miracles. And so in Acts 6, we have the example of Stephen. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 6, and in particular verse 8, Stephen, he was full of faith and power. And he did great wonders and signs. Well, where did he get the faith from? That would be the word of God. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But there's a second element to the ministry of the working of miracles and the gifts of healing. And that is this. You have to be filled with power or the Holy Spirit. So again, God sent Jesus. It's all about souls. It's all about men and women that need Christ. Mm -hmm. God so loved the world. He gave. First, he gave Jesus. But then he had to give us the power, like Stephen, to reach Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. So he gave the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. He gave the Holy Spirit. Praise God. 
<laughs> brother Chris O'Neill, McNeil. No, brother McNeil's in St. Louis. Yeah. He said, "Brother Ted, it's your other organ player." <laughs> hey, he he did a great job in Detroit. Amen. God bless awesome. you. Amen. Christopher McNeil. We're going to go out there and preach for him. He's got a church. He's he's doing good. God's going to God. use him. Now, let, let me stick with this. So the Holy Spirit had to be given. People had to be baptized in the Spirit to fulfill the blood message of why Jesus came for this purpose. Mm -hmm. Was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of of the devil. The works of the devil are diametrically opposed to the things of the spirit. And so Acts 10:38 again, my foundation text, I've used it for years. You see Jesus, you see the Holy Spirit, you see God. How God, that's the Father's will being revealed. Never forget this, type it in your comments. The word of God is the will of God revealed. Yeah. The word of God is the will of God revealed. Oh, Rabba Soka. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I felt the anointing on that. I'm going to say it again. Type it in your comments. The word of God is the will of God revealed. So if you can find it in the word, then that's the will of God, the Father, revealed to you. That's it. Mm -hmm. Tammy's typing it in. And, oh, they're coming quick. Amen. The word of God is the will of God revealed. Mm -hmm. If you can find it, Kelly Fripps, yes, in this word, then you can make it work for the people yeah. that God so loved, Amen. that he sent Christ to, and then the Holy Spirit came, praise God, to give us the ability to touch the people yes. with signs and with wonders. Yeah. So Acts 10, 38, God, he anoints, that means the strength, the ability, the capacity or force. One translation anoint, uh, translates that word anoint. The strength, the ability, the capacity, the force of God. God puts his strength. God puts his abilities. God puts his force and capacity, God is an unlimited God. Amen. He's an unlimited God. Yes. Think about what I'm telling you. There is no limit to God. But the Bible does say to you and me, limit not the Holy One of Israel. So if there's a limitation, it's never on God's end. Mm -hmm. The limitation is in you and it's in me, dear friend. What we need to do is learn how to yield to the Spirit of God. And so really, the day of Pentecost, when suddenly there came this sound from heaven, this wonderful, rushing, mighty wind, God could have not accomplished the soul-winning mission through the body if they had not yielded to the mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit. What would happen if everybody that named the name of Jesus then sought to yield to the Spirit of the Lord and be filled with the mighty baptism of the wonderful, glorious power of the Holy Spirit. I believe we could turn this world upside down overnight. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's what the devil's afraid of. He's afraid 
that you're going to develop a hunger. And the Bible does say this is how you operate with the gifts. We are to literally covet earnestly the best gifts. gifts. But right before that, desire spiritual gifts. So if I were the devil, I'm not the devil, but if I were, I would try to weaken the desire of people. I would try to make it so that you were filled with so many other things attributed to religious thinking and religion. Most of what people do have really nothing to do Mm -hmm. with the purpose of God. It's a wonderful thing to have a nice bathroom. But I, I was in a church and the pastor bragged, we have marble toilets and marble floors in the toilets, I guess is what he said. Wonderful, but that's not the gospel. Right. Someone else, they said, we feed 50 to 100,000 pounds of food to the people. Good, we should do that. Mm-hmm. Feed the hungry, right? like my son does and my nephew and we do. But that's not the sum total of the gospel. Right. That's an effect of the gospel that is working through us. Yep. Clothing the naked, visiting them that are in prisons, feeding the hungry, caring for the widows, caring for the orphans. That is the effect mm-hmm. of what happens when you yield to the Spirit to fulfill the Word of God in your life and in my life. So right now, I believe the Holy Spirit is getting us, Ted, to take a look at what we believe, why we believe it, and what we need to do to become more effective. Let me say that again. What we need to do to become more effective in fulfilling the purpose of the Lord for this purpose was the Son of God manifested. The Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. You see, salvation has a fourfold meaning in your Bible. You know the Greek word is sozo, right? It means, number one, it means freedom from or deliverance from the nature of sin. For all were born in sin, shapened in iniquity, see? But then sozo also means healing for the body. Healing for the body. It's a package deal. It reminds me of Psalm 103 about how he gives us these benefits. What are the benefits, son? Heals all thy diseases. Heals all thy diseases. What else? Redeems your life from, yep, from the, with loving kindness. Isn't that beautiful? It's it a is. package deal. Brother Shabbat used to preach a message. I get all the benefits from Psalm mm-hmm. 103. In fact, he's turning to it in the English standard. R- read verse 1, 2, and 3. I love these verses. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, heals all your diseases, redeems your life from destruction, crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And do you know that word sozo, right there is the definition of that Greek word found in the New Testament. Prosperity, healing, salvation, and a life that is filled with the glory of God. Amen. 
So when someone said, you know, the message is the gospel of salvation, say to them, you're absolutely right. But understand, salvation is more than just turning from sin. The Greek word there, hermarsia. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. But salvation is, read it again, Psalm 103. Listen, this is good. This is good. Who forgives all your iniquities? Let's stop right there and shout, not one sin can be remembered against you when you release your faith for what Jesus did on the cross when he shed his blood. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. He forgives some. Yep, forgives all. No, all. All, not some. That's right. And then the next part, son. Heals all your diseases. All. I don't care what disease you name, Jesus heals it. Can Jesus heal COVID-19? Absolutely. I laugh because, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have heard some of our dear, precious ministers say, well, because we have, <laughs> I spilled coffee everywhere, because we have people that are sick, we're going to close the churches down for now. Hey, church should stay open. I, what's that Baptist preacher in California? Johnny Mac, they call him? John MacArthur. John MacArthur, all right. <laughs> hey, God give us Holy Ghost preachers that got strength like him. Yeah. I'm not shutting down for no devil. Amen. Amen. See, the devil knows the church is where these wonderful gifts are released. Now, yesterday I talked about the, the working of miracles, the ministry primarily the church. But today we're going to move it out of the four walls of the church, and we're going to talk about how the working of miracles, the ministry and operating the gifts, how we do it for the world. Because right now, the shift is on. And we're shifting from what I call church-centered, and we're getting back to what the Bible teaches us is Christ-centered. For this purpose, he was manifested to destroy the works of the mm -hmm. devil, and that means every work of the devil in this old world, in this old world. And so, getting back to this, salvation is a package deal. Psalm 103 shows us these beautiful, wonderful benefits. I say this all the time. I have it on a card, as you know. I say, I can only take the gospel around the world because of friends and partners. Same for you. Why do we say that? Because one chases a thousand, but two can put 10,000 to flight. Before the mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit was given, there was just one Jesus. But once God sent the fire of the Holy Ghost and put his spirit in man, the Old Testament, he was upon you without but now the spirit is in you. Now the devil's got to deal with about 380 million little Jesuses running around the world. Mm -hmm. And he can't tell the difference until you speak unbelief or you speak fear. But Paul's prayer, which you mentioned earlier in Paul's revelation progressively, was that they all may speak the same thing. Mm -hmm. That they all may speak the same thing. Yep. How do you do that? By speaking the mighty word of God. So 
we find a man called Stephen. Really, if you think about it, he was a deacon. So we've moved from the fivefold ministry gifts that we dealt with yesterday. Now we're talking about men and women within the body of Christ that are going to be used of God. Philip, a deacon. Stephen. Now, think of this. Philip went down to Samaria. And when he went down to Samaria, what did he do? Preached Christ. There he preached Christ. And the people paid attention. They gave heed, what? Seeing mm -hmm. and hearing. Seeing and hearing the miracles mm -hmm. which he did. Philip had a miracle ministry. Now, we also know the word evangelist is only used three times in the New Testament. And here in Acts, when Philip goes down to Samaria, he's seen as an evangelist. An evangelist. And the whole city, now we're talking about getting outside the walls of the church, see? The whole city paid attention. Why? Because of the miracles which he did. So the purpose of the working of miracles is to gain the attention of the lost. Even Jesus had that in John chapter 2. And many, again the word of God, mm -hmm. and many believed on his name when they saw the miracles which he did. Amen. Many, many, many. And so when I was with that Baptist preacher, I didn't forget where I was sitting. And I said that he began to cry. And you know what he said? Brother Ted, maybe I just don't believe. And he was holding his eyes in tears. And he said, maybe I just don't believe. My son committed suicide last month. Got high on drugs. Oh. That dear father... He was in the crux of a decision. You see, God didn't send me there to hold a revival in that Baptist church. God sent me there that afternoon to bring help, healing, encouragement to that Baptist preacher. Never forgot it. Never forgot it. We closed in praying together. He hugged me. I hugged him. You see, there's a purpose in the gifts of the Spirit. And even if you don't believe in them, even if you were taught wrongly that the gifts are activated by some kind of a demonic power or whatever, and that is false teaching, I would say to you, be like God and look at the masses. Look at the lost. Mm -hmm. I've said this for 40 years. He came for the lost, the least, and the last. The ones that people give up on, Jesus is for them. Amen. Those that seem like the least, they don't have much to offer, but Jesus has everything to offer. Amen. The lost, understanding, glory to God, that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. Ever in our minds, Ted, son, we need to remember it's not about being used in the gifts. 
It's not about your church denomination. It's not about what we think about it. It's about the lost. Mm -hmm. And one of the purposes of the gifts of the Spirit is they help us to reach the lost. And the gifts that do that the best in the New Testament that we see the example was the working of miracles and the area of the gifts of healing. Mm -hmm. So the reason I reference Stephen in Acts chapter 6 and verse 8, there were two elements that released this area of wonders, great wonders, signs, miracles, if you will, mm -hmm. signs and wonders and miracles. Type that in, signs, wonders, miracles. I sound like an A. Allen TV <laughs> program. Signs, wonders, miracles. And the Bible says, no man can do these miracles except God be with him. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we miss that last part, with him. Right. With him. Signs, wonders, miracles. Mm -hmm. Signs, wonders, miracles. That's it. Kevin Palmer, you know Kevin. You grew up yeah. with him. Signs, wonders, miracles. Let me quickly answer this question in the comments. Anthony Daniel said, how can people say it's demonic when Jesus operated in the gifts? Well, Earlier, you asked a question. I, that's why I sent you that resource. Look at that. Those that are the naysayers, what we would call cessationists, they believe that the uh, miracle signs and wonders and prophecy was only for the creation of the canon of Scripture and the establishing of the Christian church. And once those two things were completed, that they ceased. God, God no longer used them or needs them because the church has been created and we have the Bible. But even the religious leaders of Jesus' day, when Jesus did the miraculous, said he has a sure, devil. Sure, absolutely. He has a devil. No question. The devil likes to label good evil mm -hmm. and evil good. That's yep. what you're seeing right now in society. Yeah. Everything that's evil, that's a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing that dear African-American man and um, uh, Minneapolis, who worked his whole life to build that little store, and then the uh, people come, Antifa, whoever it was, burned his whole store down. He stood there weeping. He said, this is my life's work. That's evil. Right. But no, the government uh, there in that local area said, no, it's a good thing to protest. No, it's not when you're destroying people's lives and livelihood. Right. And so what, what you see is the operation of Satan is to take whatever is good and to label it as evil. Mm -hmm. Whatever is evil is good. Right. And so that's true in religious circles. If you operate, desire to do things by the Spirit, there will be religious people. And like my son said, of course, the validation of the word, but uh, there will be religious people and they'll attack you. Why? Because they themselves don't have the evidence. They right. don't have the evidence. Yeah. If you got the evidence, then bring it on. Amen. Right. Release the Kraken. But that's how you answer. That's the answer to your question. The reason that they uh, say that, you know, about you say, how could it be bad if Jesus did it? Well, they, they believe it stopped after that and it hasn't stopped. And in right. fact, that's why I sent you that book by Dr. Jack Deere, because he used to be a cessationist. He actually was a professor at Dallas Theological Seminary. And then he read the Bible. He said, I'm going to read the New Testament with no preconceived idea of anything and see how I feel at the end. And when he completed it, 
His quote was, no logical thinking person can read the New Testament and come out on the other side a cessationist. Now, Brother Ravenhill said, thanks for putting that in there. I have that book. If the gifts such as miracles are no longer, then prayer is canceled. Yeah, what's the point of prayer? Beautiful thought. Brother Ravenhill lived down in Tyler, Texas till he died down that area there next to David Wilkerson. And what a nice old fellow he was. We liked him. Amen. In fact, we, Pastor Tim invited him to come. I sent it to you on Facebook in a comment uh, with a link on Amazon, Anthony. I replied to your last post. It's called Surprised by the Power of the Spirit. That's the name of the book. Surprised by the Power of the Spirit. Jack Deere with, it's not John Deere, it's Jack Deere. With an E on the end, D-E-E-R-E. But the book is green with yellow print. Yeah, no, it's not. He, he, he made tractors also. <laughs> You're welcome, Anthony. <laughs> so there's three things that I, I would like to help us with today. I talked about getting this crowd over here, getting this crowd here to the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Miracles, signs, and wonders really are for the lost and for the world. Mm -hmm. Healing is for the church. I'm going to say it again. Now, that doesn't mean church folks can't receive miracles. I've seen them receive them by the hundreds. But the area of signs that follow the believer, there's two ways you can look at this. One of the signs that follows the believer, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover Connect that with James chapter 5. Is there any sick among you in the church? Let them call upon the elders of the church. Mm -hmm. The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him or her up. Yes. And so healing, and then Paul speaks about it as well, but healing is seen as a manifestation for the church. Healing for the church. Mm -hmm. Miracles, John chapter 2, Romans where I quoted uh, how he fully preached the gospel throughout that region, uh, Philip, Acts chapter 8, and so forth, uh, Stephen, Acts 6, that touched the lives of people that were not a part of the church. Right. So one of the differences in my mind as I read the Bible, again, not that a believer can't receive a miracle. Mm -hmm. I've seen hundreds of believers receive instantaneous miracles. Yeah. But the working of miracles is released to our world. Mm -hmm. It's hard to argue a miracle. Right. A man with an argument is never at the mercy of a man with an experience. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. A man or a woman that has an argument, they want to argue, they're never... You and I that have had an experience, we're never at the mercy of a man or woman with an argument. We have that experience from God. Now, in your Bible, the miracle book is the book of Mark. The key words are immediately, forthwith, straightway. Immediately, forthwith, straightway. Or in other words, it happens right like that instantaneous. Whereas the gifts of healing in the gospel, the first instance of that, where we see it in the ministry of Jesus was the nobleman's son. And Jesus brought healing to that boy. And the Bible says from that hour, 
he began to get better. Healing then is progressive. For example, when Paul left his buddy at Troas, who got sick because of the work of God and wore his body out, said, pray for him that he'll be restored, be able to come back out and help me. That's progressive, see. Progressively, God can do it. Or on the island of Malta, when they prayed and the man got better, publicist, uh, publicist, that's a store, publicist, was it his father or father-in-law? I can't remember right now, but anyhow, he got better from that day, he began to get better. Healing's progressive. So another difference between the gifts of healing and the working of miracles is healing is progressive. It's the nature of God manifesting in your flesh and even mind to make you better. Miracles are an immediate intervention into people, places, and even things. Well, what are you talking about things? Well, the shoes of the children of Israel didn't wear out. 40, day, uh, 40, 40 years in the wilderness, their shoes didn't wear out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a, that's a miracle. That's an intervention. Mm-hmm. That's an intervention. An axe head floated. That's a miracle of intervention. It wasn't a miracle of healing, mm-hmm. but miracles have four manifestations in the Bible. The gifts of healing have four manifestations in the Bible. Now, let's look at the gifts of healing in Matthew 8, Ted. If you have your Bible, Matthew 8. I've taught this for so many years, but it needs to be repeated. In Matthew 8, a leper comes to Jesus and says, If it is your will, you can make me whole or clean. Jesus said, I will, and touched the leper. Leprosy is a disease of the flesh. So one of the operations of the gifts of healing is to heal diseases in your flesh. Then a centurion comes to Jesus. He said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should even come under my roof. My servant lies at home, sick of the palsy, a nervous disease. Mm -hmm. But if you'll speak the word only, I know my servant will be made whole. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, I haven't found faith like this. No, not in the whole household of Israel. An Italian showed Jesus some faith. And so... Palsy is a disease of the nervous system. Then they go to Peter's home. And Peter's wife's mother is laid there, sick of a fever. And <clears throat> Jesus touched her and healed her. And when he healed her, she rose up and ministered unto them. Fever has to do with the bloodstream, white blood cells fighting off virus infection. This is why lockdowns and everything they tell you is so diabolic, demonic. Your body is made to fight virus and infections off. And I believe you add that to the healing power of Christ, there's not a disease in this world that can stay in your bloodstream. Glory to God forevermore, forevermore. And then Jesus goes to the door of the city, the gate. And he ministers the word. 
And the Bible says the people, they came, they heard him, and many that had devils were delivered and were healed. So there are four operations of the gifts of healing in Matthew 8. Healing for your flesh, that was leprosy. Healing for palsy, that's your nervous system. Then healing of the fever, that is your bloodstream. And then some diseases are caused by demonic spirits. In the ministry of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they recorded, one out of every three people that Jesus brought healing to, there was a spirit that had to be dealt with for them to be made whole and to be healed. So let's not kid ourselves. We're dealing many times with demon powers. Now come over into the realm of the working of miracles. Miracles are instantaneous. And miracles have several manifestations in the Bible. There are miracles of healing. Literally, when that power of God comes on you, you can be healed of whatsoever plague or disease or infirmity you have. Miracles of healing. There are miracles of provision. And in fact, the first miracle of Jesus in John's gospel, the second chapter, he turned the water into wine. That shows us God has power over natural substance. So working of miracles, like John's gospel, the sixth chapter, the Bible says he took a little boy's lunch, loaves and fishes, and he prayed over the bread and blessed it and broke the fish. Someone said, why did he pray over the fish? It was already blessed. God made the fish. Man made the bread. It needed the extra blessing. <laughs> well, miracles of provision. Hallelujah. Amen. Supernatural miracles of provision. And then there are miracles that intervene the natural laws that God himself made. Well, if he made them, he can intervene them. And he can come in and interrupt things. Well, what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about Peter walking on the water. Mm -hmm. In the natural, you can't walk on the water. Sunday night, my son preached on that. That was a great message. I, you can find it online somewhere. Uh, it's on our Facebook page. On your Facebook page. He dealt with the word Turn that water into concrete. And as long as Peter kept his focus on the word, he walked on the water. Now, you have miracles of healing, miracles of provision, and then miracles that interrupt, one teacher in Bible school used to say, interrupt the natural laws that govern this world. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, someone said you said there were four. There are. When you talk about healing, that's the body. When you talk about provision, that is the thing that sustains a natural man. When you talk about intervention, you see, it's saving lives. It's delivering us from storms when Peter walked on the water. 
God sometimes will send a miracle to keep natural things from destroying his children. But there's one more. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, man is a spirit, he has a soul, he lives in a body. I've preached this for many years. Salvation is a miracle because instantaneously we're brought out of darkness into his marvelous light. We become born again. Amen. Instantly. Someone said, well, what gets changed? Well, if you go to the altar as a man and you say, I give my heart to the Lord, you don't stand up and suddenly you're a woman. Right. So it wasn't your body that got changed at salvation. <laughs> hey, look at Fred. He looks like the health director in Pennsylvania now. Amen. <laughs> Levine. So... <laughs> Who used to be a man. God bless him. Uh, I saw some, a funny thing that my son was talking about this morning about a guy who thought he was a deer. That's a whole nother story, but worth laughing about. Trust me. But he had a great Thanksgiving plan. Pine needles and pine cones. Amen. So, <laughs> I don't know. Where did I get off on that? But anyhow. Uh, no, you don't go to the altar. and Your gender changes. Right. It's not about the mind or the soulish realm. That's not what gets changed at that instant. You don't go to the altar, get saved, and suddenly you get amnesia. You don't remember anything. No, you still get that old natural mind. What got changed? That which you cannot see, the spirit of a man. The spirit of a man. The spirit of a woman is changed by the power mm -hmm. of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the working of miracles is beautifully seen for every believer. Many times the first miracle is when you get saved. Mm -hmm. Now this is my belief, and I've done this for years. When a person gets born again, that's when their faith is the most tender. And if they need a physical miracle, many times I'll pray right then. When their faith is the most tender, they've just gotten born again. And we've seen some of the greatest miracles. One time I had the tent up in Sarasota, Florida, on the fairgrounds, years ago, 19 and 90. You were about, what, six? Eight years old. Eight years old. When were you born? 82. Is that true? Yeah. And so <laughs> I'd rented a house for the kids to live in, and me and Bonnie, while we had the tent going on, it was cheaper than a hotel. And... Uh, one night a guy came and his leg was about six, I'm going to say, whatever that length is, six to eight inches shorter than the other. He was working in construction. The blade of a bulldozer hit his leg, destroyed the bone. They worked on his leg. When they were done, there was only enough left. So he had a built-up shoe. Do you remember this miracle? I remember it. I was a little boy. Had a built-up shoe. Mm-hmm. In the back, about that far. In the front, about like that. He comes down and gives his heart to Christ. And I'm praying with him. And he said, is that what they were preaching tonight? I don't even think I was preaching that night. I think it was Brother Clark. He said, is that true? That God has miracles? I said, oh, yeah. Well, I believe he could heal my leg. And I looked down and I thought, oh, Lord, why couldn't it have been like a backache? <laughs> Sinus cold. I mean, he had a huge built-up shoe. 
I said, sit down here on the altar. So I was ministering to him. So actually, yeah, I, I had prayed for him. And I said, take the shoe off because the shoe was messing up my faith. It wasn't messing up his. He lived with it. But every time I looked at it, I thought, oh, man. And so I, I took, and again, it was about like that, folks. I don't know, six to eight inches, whatever that is. And um, I took his foot in my hand. I didn't even get a chance to pray. You were a young boy. Mama was there. Many saw it. All of a sudden, his leg shot out six to eight inches long. He saw that. He jumped up. He took the other shoe off and started walking back and forth and back and forth, back and forth in front of the altar. Wow. And I thank God for what that miracle did that night. But it started, here's my point, it started in his spirit. He got born again. And when you get born again, people's faith is probably at the most tender moment. So if they need something in the natural, physical, I many times people come and answer an altar call and then the Lord will show me they have this problem. I was just in Rochester, New York with our dear friend, Pastor Steve Edlin and Darla, wonderful pastors. And a young girl stood there and the Lord showed me that she had AIDS in her blood. And so I said, not only is the Lord saving you, he's healing your bloodstream. And she shook her head, yes. Then I leaned over and I said, yeah, you're battling HIV virus. Yes. And prayed for her. And I believe the Lord healed her. Many times the person is the most, the, the tenderest their heart is, is it's salvation. And why not receive everything you need at that moment. Yeah. Wide open. People's spirit wide open. And so I've given you a little outline, the differences of the gifts of healing and the working of miracles and how if there was one thing that would characterize this, healing is progressive. Mm -hmm. Miracles are instantaneous. In other words, when you get saved, it's not like taking a vaccine. We're going to see if it takes. And after a few days, you come back and we'll see if what we gave you it takes. No, it's instantaneously. The working of miracles means you get born again. Your spirit, your spirit. Amen. Hey, Winona DeSette, God bless you. She's up in Canada. So when, when Stephen... And I'll get to this. When Stephen began to operate in signs and wonders and miracles, it was because of two elements, son. Mm -hmm. What were they again? Faith and power. Faith and power. Years ago, <clears throat> Brother Ted, how important is it for individuals to be a part of a local church that preaches and demonstrates these virtues and... Phenomena. You've taught this morning. Uh, it's vitally important, my friend. Absolutely. Brother Chris, where you go to church, let me say this to all of you that are watching, and Chris is a wonderful brother. 
wherever you go to church is a matter of life and death. Yes, that's right. You know what I mean, Ted? I've if actually told people, because I well, people write us and say, well, there's no good churches in my area that are like you're talking about. I tell them, move. Because there's nothing more important than raising your family in the power of God. Or nothing. start one. Yeah. <laughs> if God doesn't tell you to do it. Start it move, in your house. Move and get to one. Amen. You know, think, think of this principle. When America was founded <clears throat> and built the first towns and cities, the first building they would build is a church in the center of the town city, and everything else would be built out from oh, that building. Especially they, here in this nation. They right? understood that that was the priority in any town or any city, the church. And if you're in a place, you say, well, I've tried. There's just no Holy Ghost churches. There's just no Pentecostal churches that are operating. Move. What is tying you to the place where you're living? And sometimes you'll hear people say, well, I believe God put me there to help change it. No, he did not. Well, if it hasn't changed in 200 years, who do you think you are? And You're not more powerful than the Holy Spirit. I'm sure the Spirit has tried to change a lot of churches and, and has not been welcome. And God doesn't use insubordination to change things. No. He doesn't use rebellion. He doesn't use the bottom to change the top. Authority flows from the top down, not the bottom up. And so when people tell me that, I laugh because God's not going to use... Your rebellion against your pastor's desire and vision to change the church. God either speaks to his leaders or he removes them and brings another one in that'll do what he wants them to do. And so I tell people, if you don't have one, I've had many people write, we don't, there's nothing anywhere close. Move. It's not 1911. It's 2020. You don't have to get in like a covered wagon and go across, you know, move. Go somewhere where the power of God is moving. Because let me tell you one thing that I've noticed, because people say, well, you know, I, I go to this church, they don't really teach it, but I know what's right in my heart. Your kids don't. Your kids didn't grow up in that anointing. They didn't grow up in that same teaching. They need the move of God. They need Your whole family needs the power of God. And I, th I think it is one of the most important things you do after salvation because you wouldn't get saved or you wouldn't get, you know, you wouldn't have a baby born and throw them out in the woods and say, hope you make it. You raise children. And so the same thing has to be done in salvation. You have to be uh, taught. You've got to be imparted to. You've got to be discipled. Jesus didn't call us to make converts. He called us to make disciples of all nations. A disciple is different than a convert. A convert is somebody who receives the message and believes, confesses with their mouth, believes in their heart. A disciple is someone who emulates the disciplines of his master. And that's why if you read the, the Apostle Paul, what he taught, he said, even though there were times I wasn't with you, what did he say he would do? I sent Timothy to come there and he would teach you to live like I live. He actually said that. He, would, he said, I sent Timothy to you. He would come and teach you to live the way that I live so that you could emulate me. That's discipleship. And so, you know, there's people who say, well, you know, Paul didn't teach on fasting or Paul didn't teach on, uh, you know, the virgin birth. They pick, pick apart his teachings. Well, he didn't have to teach on them uh, in a letter if he was sending people to emulate, because we know he fasted, we know he believed in the gospel. So when Timothy or uh, you know Titus or Onesimus or Philemon, whoever it was that he sent, they would teach the people to live like Paul lived, emulate me as I emulate Christ. So if you don't have a place where things are being emulated, the, the ministry of Christ, the New Testament ministry, why are you there? I always people that. If, you, if they don't believe in healing, they don't believe in provision, they don't believe in deliverance, they don't, baptism of the Holy Ghost, why are you there? 
And so I encourage people, if you've got to pick up and move and get to a place where the Holy Ghost, move. Because Amen. you need to be in a place where the Holy Ghost is moving. You know what the difference is between a convict and a convert? What? None. They both came out of prison. <laughs> I heard a preacher say that years ago. I never forgot it. Well, you know one thought that I would like you God to cover too. God is delivering us by his power. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost Amen. and with power. And how he went about doing good, healing all those who were sick, yeah. oppressed of the devil. Open the prison door, devil. Amen. One, one thing I want you to cover too is people think they have to wait until they're in a crisis and then to have a gift of the Spirit and then walk and get a healing. I want you to talk about this because I heard a preacher say one time, I love this thought. The Bible doesn't say that the just shall live by miracles. It says the just shall live by faith. And faith is what pleases God. And uh, one of the one of the thoughts that I um, wanted you to kind of cover, you can actually operate in the gift of, the he of healing or walk in that healing power and stay in divine health. We talk, teach people about walking in divine health rather than... You can stay saved. You can stay healed. Yeah. You can stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. This incremental theology, that uh, that's what I call it. There's probably a, an official name for it. That, well, nobody has all truth. You've heard people say that. And yet the Bible says the opposite. John's Gospel, the 16th chapter... Mm -hmm. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will lead and guide you into all truth. Yep. When people say nobody has all truth, what they're saying is there's an area in their life they've not yielded to the Holy Spirit. Now think about what I'm just saying there. Mm -hmm. If the Holy Spirit has come to lead and guide us into all truth, and someone tells you, well, nobody, no church, no person has all truth, what they're saying, they're revealing Mm -hmm. There's an area in their life they've not yielded to the Holy Spirit. You cannot operate in the gifts of the Spirit again until you receive the giver of the gifts, mm -hmm. which he is the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. He is the Holy Spirit. And so a lot of times people will go so far with God. Let's say that God's trying to lead you there and you get, and there's a... Uh, crack here in the table, whatever they call it, between the two tables. You get to here, but you never cross over that line. Yet God says, I want you up here. Now, God's not going to force you to get up there. No, no, he doesn't do that. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Our DNA is determined by our determination to yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I used to say this when I preach, yield to the Holy Ghost, yield to the Holy Ghost. Sometimes people start dancing. Some people run, some weep, some cry, some sit down, some stand up. But as long as you're yielding to the Holy Spirit, you've stepped onto that fast track to your destiny. And I preach this all this year. The devil is not gonna write the last chapter of your history. One of the things that the um, working of miracles and operating the gifts does is that it brings you to a good conclusion in your life. Amen. A little bit of idolatry in the church right now. Everybody's looking to political people to help them. That's idolatry. My help doesn't come 
from men. My help comes from the Lord. Mm -hmm. God doesn't like it when we put other people up between him and us. We've got to knock the things off the pedestals that man has created, and we need to focus solely upon our God, how God anointed. The anointing comes from God, not man. Mm -hmm. A lot of teaching on impartation, mentoring, etc., etc. But at the end of the day, you can't impart what you don't have. What you don't have, that's right. And if you have, you got it from God anyhow. Right. And God doesn't have an unlisted phone number. Anybody can call him up mm -hmm. and ask him, whatever it may be, call on the Lord. And then the Bible says he'll answer you. And he'll show you great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. Mm -hmm. You know how I look at it, son? Right now we're in the studio. And our dear brother John's down there working, and we got Roberta on the closed caption. We've got a cameraman, and we've got all kinds of people, and you and I. And so if you're watching, all you're seeing perhaps is myself or my son. What you don't see is what's making it possible for what you do see. What you don't see today is what's making it possible. What you see, what you see is brought about by what you don't see. It's the same with the things of the Spirit. We don't, you know, we look through a glass darkly. We don't see it all, but it doesn't stop the effectiveness, the power, the delivering power of the working of miracles or the gifts of healing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like Jesus cursing the fig tree. Bible says it dried up from the roots. The roots is what you can't see. So the day he spoke by miracle power to the tree, it began to dry up, but they couldn't see it. But 24 hours later, right. Peter said, look, master, the tree which you cursed is withered away. And so... In the area of the anointing and operating miracles, gifts of healing, we're speaking into an unseen realm. Mm -hmm. Really, we are. But it doesn't make it any the less real. Miracles are real. Mm -hmm. Miracles are, or Robert said to us young guys one time, he said, a miracle's either coming by you or going from you every moment that you live. And then he'd say, and reach out and take your miracle. Amen. Amen. We want to pray for you today at the end of the broadcast before we uh, do anything else. And, of course, we'll be back again tomorrow morning, 1030, final broadcast before Thanksgiving. Uh, but there are people that need miracles. You're believing for miracles. Maybe it's a miracle of healing, like my father was teaching. Maybe it's a miracle of provision. Maybe you have family members that need to be saved, and you're believing that this is the year that you can experience household salvation. Maybe there's people watching that the enemy has attacked you and you feel like you're inside of an invisible prison you can't get free from. Maybe it's an addiction that you just can't seem to get free from or something that's bound your life. Maybe it's depression, suicidal thoughts, anxiety. People battle those things around the holidays and they, the enemy attacks their mind. We're going to pray the prayer of faith and ask God to touch you and release that miracle working power to your life, wherever you are. You know, you can send a word, the Bible says. As my father taught from Matthew 8, Jesus sent the word only 
and the servant was healed from that hour. And we've had so many testimonies come back. People, just through the prayer, whether it's in a live service they were watching online or a broadcast like this, that when the prayer of faith was prayed, the power of God touched them where they were and made them whole, delivered them, blessed their family. And so I'm going to have my father pray for you. Those of you that need miracles, today's your day to receive a miracle mm. in Jesus' mighty name. The wonderful thing about God is he's given us a way to access his power. And it's one little powerful word, prayer. Amen. Prayer, talking to God. Amen. Father, I pray for everyone watching right now that needs miracles. I pray for every man and woman that needs healing in their body. Yes. During this Thanksgiving season, I'm thankful for the cross. I'm thankful for the blood that you shed on that rugged cross Thank you, for me, my son, for all of us that are listening and watching right now. Thank you for the cross. Yes, Lord. I thank you that you sent the power of your spirit, the spirit of the Lord, and you sealed the deal by giving us the ability to access your presence by praying yes. and speaking. Speaking to the mountain, speaking to the tree, speaking to the disease, speaking to the sin, speaking to the devil, and declaring, my God shall deliver me from every thing the devil has put in front of me to hold me back, to destroy me, to make me less, to make me incomplete. But Father, in Jesus' name, I release the anointing to you that are watching. Yes. In all these almost 50 years of praying for people, I feel the anointing like I've not felt in a long time. I pray for you now Jesus. to receive the miracle that you need. May you be set free. May Jesus be glorified and the devil is under your feet. Jesus. Hallelujah. Now remember this too. There are different kinds of miracles. One is a miracle of provision. Whatever you give to Jesus, he turns it. He takes what you have and he turns it into what you need. Like John 2, the water into wine. And in a moment, I've encouraged my son to take an offering from every one of you that are watching. If this blessed you. If this helped you, then you need to sow into his ministry because we're getting ready to do some things that will shake this nation in great revival. And I'm so glad you'll be teaming up with us next year in these big outdoor crusades, yeah. which I'm primarily giving myself to. You do more than that, but as I'm getting older, I'm getting more focused. Amen. Amen. If people wanted to help you, tell them. Yeah, what they so we want to encourage you to sow a seed. You can easily do that at miracleword.com miracleword.com and right there on the give page you can either sow a seed directly on the website or if you'd like to set up an account monthly uh, seed that you want to sow in partnership we encourage you to do that uh, you can also use paypal cash app venmo uh, if you're using cash app or venmo the username is mw give for miracle word mw give 
PayPal as well. Thank you, Brother John. Yeah. As, as Brother John is doing, you can use hashtag donate uh, no as space. well yeah. uh, in the comment section of Facebook, Twitter, or Periscope. They don't allow you to do that on YouTube, but you can do it on Facebook, uh, Twitter, or Periscope. And thank you for sowing a seed. And everybody should do something because this work, it takes money for us to come to you this way. I uh, freely have let my son use the studios. Our workers that are on payroll here are very kind. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Mario. Love you. Maria Mario. <laughs> Appreciate you. Yeah. But I say that because we want to bless you. Mm -hmm. I saw Christopher McNeil said, where do I get this information? So forth. Yeah. A lot of what we're teaching this week is not being taught like it used to be. Right. Certainly, I'm not saying I'm the only one that has this truth. There are Thank you, Rohan. probably thousands. But by giving a gift. Right. By taking and wrapping your faith around some money right now and say, you know what? I'm going to help these fellas get this gospel out because it's blessing me. Amen. And see Rohan, he said, I I'm going to do it. Amen. I saw Chris Mickelson on. It's good to see you, buddy. I love you. Who's Thank that? Evangelist Chris Mickelson. He's been do holding phenomenal crusades all over the world, preaching the gospel, seeing people saved. Good for him. Amazing. God's using him. And I uh, love you. Chris, uh, Brother Chris, and he's, he said he's in... Where, where's Brother Chris? He came McNeil, from St. Louis. Chris has a church in St. Louis. We'll get together, man. Thank love you, you, Tracy. Thanks, God Tracy. bless you. But everybody should do love something, you, son. I, I know it's Thank the holidays you, and Christmas is coming. Lynn Ann, God bless her. Like him. But everybody, wrap your faith. Hey, Pastor Bill. In other words, get in your mind, this is what I want to do. Then... Let the Holy Spirit give you an amount today because I feel there's going to be some miracles of provision for people's money. But you got to get it started by giving Jesus what you have. Amen. And they gave the water. He turned it into wine. You take what you have. Amen. And he turns it into what you need. You need a financial breakthrough. You need a financial miracle. Wrap your faith around your gift today. Thank you, Jackie. And do like, yes, do like our sister. Amen. And uh, and give God something to bless. Amen. You know, I've been doing this for so many years. I used to have a yellow legal pad, and I'd write down when I'd sow a seed, and then when I'd get unexpected money. And the side of unexpected blessing got so big, I filled the sheet up before my seed filled wow. it up. And that's the secret. Give Amen. God something that he can bless. Ryan asked a question. He said, you know, I've had a breathing issue for years that doctors have never been able to figure out, do you think it could be a spirit of infirmity? Uh, a breathing issue. Shortness of breath, congestion. Tell me about it a minute, Ryan. He, he it could be, to answer you quickly, but sometimes when you're a little more specific. Yeah, I, I, I think this came from birth. And I think as you've gotten older, it's worsened. And it's an area of getting oxygen. Of course, that's what breathing you, is, Corey. but by that I mean the lungs converting it. Thank you, dear. Appreciate you. Listen, for everybody that is uh, sowing a, uh, a seed and partnering with us this month at $85 or more, my friend Pastor Joel Stock still wrote a great book that we're yeah. blessing you with in the month of November. It's the book, The Power of Daily Bible Reading. And uh, Joel and I are working right now on a plan for the new year, for starting in January, we're going to go through the entire Bible with you. 
uh, in 90 days. We're going to read the Bible together in 90 days. We'll have the plan for you. We're going to do it together. And uh, it's going to be, but you know, so many people have never read the Bible cover to cover and uh, you got to do it. should even read the cover. Amen. Holy Bible. We believe even that. I heard one preacher say, I believe the Bible from Genesis to maps. <laughs> he even believed the maps were true. Uh, and so, yeah. I believe it from family deaths and births to maps. <laughs> and so, yeah. And we're going to bless you with that. And of course, those that are sowing largely, we're also going to bless you especially with not just that, but we have a, an awesome study Bible that we've been sending out to our partners that are sowing $1,000 or more. It's a genuine leather uh, New Living Translation uh, Life Application Study Bible, which I love. It's an excellent resource for Bible study. It's filled with notes, filled with outlines and Bible profiles of Bible characters, backgrounds, histories. It's awesome. And uh, as well as we're including uh, the limited edition Further Faster. Thank you, Elizabeth. Well. Thanks, Elizabeth. Praise and so, God. yeah. And of course, don't let me forget to tell you that once again, if you just logged on, our brand new course on divine prosperity just launched yesterday on Miracle Word University. It's eight plus hours of teaching on walking in supernatural financial abundance. And we have people that write all the time, we need miracles of provision. We need breakthrough in our finances. Everything we've included in one course of about eight hours plus of teaching. And you have many courses. Yeah. How we many do you we have now have almost 30 hours of teaching in the school. Uh, we put together a bundle package for you guys. If you want to get all five courses, like that's like almost 40 hours of teaching, like 38 hours. It's uh, only 249 That's getting a course for free, 28% off. I saw Chris um, McNeil saying, where do I get this information? Chris, I would recommend, and to all of you, get enrolled in this Miracle Word University is what he calls it. Yeah, MiracleWordU.com. It, it, he's taking it to another level. Of course, most of what he learned, he learned from his dad because mm -hmm. I would teach my children. But yeah. then yeah. you go on to know more about God, and he's taken it way past wherever I could. I'll tell you that. But it'd be worth it, Chris, and any other people that want to be used of God. Or uh, But I saw Chris ask that, where do I get this information? And if you'd like to just check it out and see what the school's like, obviously you can start an account for free, and then you can purchase any of the courses within the school you'd like. Go to Miracle Word, the letter U.com, Miracle Word U.com. We're getting ready to put it in the comments section for everybody to uh, see that. But you can look through all the course uh, sections. You can see the titles of the videos in each course. You can check it all out. Uh, we even have two or three uh, preview videos for the new course that you can watch through. Uh, for free without even purchasing it to see what the format's like. You can comment. You can interact with other students. We'll answer your questions. It's it's an excellent resource to go deeper. So currently, we have teaching on the Holy Spirit and His baptism, uh, divine healing, answered prayer, mountain-moving faith, you, Jeff. and now divine prosperity. Thanks, Brother Jeff. And uh, so it'll, it'll bless you. It'll equip you. You know what happened is I was asking the Lord, how can we... You know, I was getting frustrated, actually. Like, how get all these young people, they're on fire, they get saved in these revivals, they get filled with the Holy Ghost, they want to do more for God, and then they go to some dead Bible school or liberal university that talks them out of the Holy Ghost, they come back dead. And uh, I was pretty much complaining. The Lord said, why don't you do something about it? So there you go. we launched Miracle Word University. And uh, do you know in the first, what was it? In the first 45 days of launch, we had over 300 students 
from around the world and it just continues to grow. And so now uh, we've launched the fifth course. How many you over, We had over 300 students in the first 45 days. Wow. And so now it continues to grow. I saw that uh, Corey Johnson, we saw that, signed up. Looking forward to it, man. Love to hear uh, your feedback. We love you guys. And um, so it's just exciting. God's using it to equip. And that's the scripture God gave me. He said, look at the difference, uh, John 8, 32 and Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed. Why? Not because the devil's attacking, not because of the evil in the world. They're destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. John 8, 32, the Bible says you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. You cannot benefit from truth you don't have. You cannot be victorious with knowledge that you don't have. And so the key, as my father taught today, the word of God is the only thing God can confirm, his mighty word. And so uh, we're using this platform to teach the doctrines of scripture from a Pentecostal charismatic perspective so that you can hear what the Bible teaches on healing. You know what's interesting? We've had people that have been in church 25, 30 years and they're writing in saying, I've never heard any of this stuff preached before. Well, yeah, that, that's true. a problem. <laughs> You know, Brother Shambach used to say that the signs, wonders, working of God, those are divine credentials. And getting back to about finding a church, find a church where God has put his divine seal of approval on. Yeah. What is that? No man can do these miracles except God be with him. No man or woman can operate in Amen. the supernatural. Someone said to me the other day, Ted, they said, what about the counterfeit? I said, that just means there's a real. That's right. But I've never seen the devil. When I was in Trinidad, the pundits of the Hindu faith, the people put these big poles, bamboo poles in the yard, put a pendant on it to ward off evil spirits. And you were with me, you were little. And the woman was crippled, but as more, she'd spend money and the Hindu priest would come and they put the pendants in the yard and the bamboo. But she came to the service at the, theater there in San Fernando and God instantly she pulled herself with her hands her legs were crippled and twisted God straightened her legs she got saved filled with the Holy Ghost it takes the ministry of the miraculous to convert our world to Christ amen nothing else will do nothing more nothing less the working of the ministry of Jesus Shanna asked where can I give uh, thank you Shanna you can go to miracleword.com MiracleWord.com, and uh, you can sow a seed right on the website. And thank you for doing that. Uh, as well as, uh, if you'd like to use PayPal or Cash App, Venmo, all the information's right there on the website. And I know there's always people that say, "Well, what about if I want to mail a check?" If you still have faith and trust in the United States Postal Service, you can send a check also to PO Box six five one one six. All of the information, by the way, is on the website at the footer of every page. Our mailing address. P.O. Box 65116, and that's Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23467. It's on every page of the website if you'd like to uh, put your trust and faith in the United States Postal Service that by some working of a miracle, they will correctly transport your envelope and get it into our box and that we will, at some point in the distant future, be able to deposit that in the bank. Um, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> I've seen more packages destroyed uh, in this last year than I ever have in my life. It's unbelievable. It's like people punt your package to your doorstep. Never, I've never seen uh, more people, more things destroyed. 
Uh, Cody said, can I send cash in the mail? Please put it in a clear Ziploc bag and tie it to the foot of a pigeon, if you would, and have it sent. Is that uh, Rhonda and Michael? Yes, Cody Spencer. Hello, Cody. <laughs> he's he's, he's great. got one of the finest mothers, I tell you. Mm-hmm. She's used her faith. I love him except for his universalism theology. But other than that... <laughs> I don't believe the devil is going back to heaven at the end, but he'll be delivered soon, I believe. You better tell the people he, <laughs> no, he's, he's joking. Yeah, he's, he's Universalism. He is Jesus I, only, though. I don't know about that. No, <laughs> he's not. <laughs> love you, Jason. Thank you. It's all right to laugh. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging with us today, and thank you to my dad for teaching and being on the broadcast with us. Miss A.L., love you, buddy. Appreciate you. Sanjita's on. Good to see you. God bless you. Jenny. Jen, Jenny said she saw the miracle signs and wonders. She was in your meeting. Saw the power of God moving. Um, we love you, Todd, Janine, Kyle, Coolball family. Thanks for hanging with us. Listen, don't forget again, uh, all these things are available on the website, but really go check out MiracleWordU.com. We're so excited to offer you this new course and uh, we've already got people jumping into the course. By the way, if you don't know anything about it, there's no start date, there's no end date. You can do it at your own pace. You can do it on your phone, your tablet, your laptop from the comfort of your home. Literally, um, you can, um, not, you don't even, ladies, you don't have to put on makeup. You don't have to get out of your sweatpants. You can literally sit on the couch and go through it. It's very And some very of easy you men, you don't have to <laughs> no put on your makeup. No makeup, man. Please don't. <laughs> and uh, you'll enjoy it. Akron, Ohio. Cody said, I spoke to you about those questions in private. <laughs> oh, man. We love you. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 1030. You don't want to miss it uh, for the conclusion of this teaching on the gifts of the Spirit. It's going to be great. And uh, thanks for hanging with us today. Thanks for sharing the broadcast. Thanks for sewing. And thank you for checking out Miracle Word University. Very soon, we got the book on fasting and prayer coming out for the new year. I'm finishing the book up, and we're going to make it available to you, paperback and ebook. Before we start fasting and praying in the month of January, we're going to have this new book, Everything You Need to Know About Biblical Fasting. I've gone back a couple hundred years. We've read uh, all of the books and that Pentecostal men have written on fasting and prayer, and it's going to be awesome. You guys are going to be blessed by it. So very soon, coming out this book on everything you need to know about biblical fasting. Now that book's very thin, right? Yeah, it's only three pages, but it's going to be good. It's a pamphlet, more of a pamphlet. Fasting. It's, it's, <laughs> it's very thin. Yeah. Uh, no, it's going to be great. Uh, I can't wait to get it in your hands. It's going to be a phenomenal resource. Um, one thing I've noticed is anybody that's written on fasting, it's always from kind of a slant, like for a purpose. So for example, um, who are we talking about? Derek Prince wrote a book on Definitely. shaping the nations through fasting yeah. and prayer. Uh, others talk about pr- uh, fasting and prayer for miracle signs and wonders, as like Brother Allen taught on. But there's not really been a book that was covered every aspect uh, of it. And we're dealing with every fast in the Bible, every length, the purpose of fasting, what it does, what it accomplishes. It will bless you. And uh, it's blessed me just writing it. I've been getting blessed on my laptop. <laughs> you know what I like to do is I like to get Bob Rogers' book on fasting, rip yeah. the cover off and replace yours. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually going to talk to Pastor Bob because he has written so much on the subject of fasting. And uh, I, he probably wouldn't mind me saying this, but I, I said to him one time, I said, uh, didn't you like uh, that new book by Pastor so-and-so on fasting? 
He said, oh yeah, I liked it the first time when I wrote it. <laughs> and it's true, I went to the back of that guy's book and his whole bibliography was all Bob Rogers references. And so, that shows you how much he's written on fasting. And uh, so he may even be writing the foreword to this, this new book, which I would be happy if he did. We love you guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again in the morning. God bless you. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.